Proverbs chapter 13, verse 18. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. That will not be your portion. But he that regarded reproof shall be honored with prosperity. Father, bless your word again and let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Please be seated. financial prosperity part four. The whole of the Bible is a book of instruction like we have seen the previous teachings last Sunday. And when you commit to receiving the instruction and applying the instruction, you have committed God to bless you. He said, poverty and shame belongs to those who will not abide by instruction. So, it takes instruction to be a high flyer to enjoy God's blessing financially. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. So that the man of God may be perfect in every area. He's matured. He's enjoyed God's blessing. Thoroughly furnished unto every good works. So, you want to enjoy all of God's blessing in your life? Be committed to receiving instruction. Whatever it tells you to do, do it. That's the key. John chapter 2 verse 5. The reason many people are standing today financially is because they will never obey instruction. Bring you all the time to the storehouse, they will never obey it. I'm proving now here with the Lord, they will never obey it. Be committed to soul winning, they will never obey it. Because soul winning is a pathway to all run blessing. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. I have ordained you that you go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever shall ask for the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And in Luke chapter 22 verse 35, we see from scripture. He says, when I sent you out without purse and script and shoes, lucky anything. So, which means when you are sent, he's committed to providing all your needs financially. John chapter 4 verse 36, for he that repent received wages. He that repaired God pays them. Luke chapter 10 verse 7. It says the laborer is worthy of his hire or his wages. So when you are committed to obeying instruction, you have committed God to bless you. What are the instructions that we must obey that give us access to financial prosperity? Ten major keys. One, we look at a few of them last Sunday. The first second service and then this morning the first service today. One, be committed to spirituality. Carnal people don't prosper in this kingdom. Carnal people. And God loves you so much, he wants you to make heaven. That's it. He will not bless you beyond your level of spirituality. Third John 2, he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that I may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So your prosperity is a function of your depth of spirituality. 
Your prosperity is a function of your death of spirituality. Your spirituality is the foundation that guarantees how high you go financially. Psalm 11 verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Number two, very quickly, I encourage you to get the CDs. They will bless you a lot. Number two, be committed to the law of giving and receiving. In this kingdom, nobody prosper with who is not a giver. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. He said, give and it shall be given to you. You don't give, it shall not be given to you. Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, shaking together, running over. Shall men give back to your bosom? For with the same measure you mete out, it shall be meted out back to you. So, it is your commitment to the law and giving and receiving is a law. It's a law. It's a law. When it's a law, whoever you are, you obey it, it blesses you, it works for you. You disobey it, it works against you. Chapter 3 of Proverbs 9 and 10. He said, honor the law with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. He says, so shall your bands be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. You are committed to giving, to giving, giving, so that you can keep receiving and receiving. You are a faithful tighter. You are committed to kingdom promotion. You are committed to prophetic offering like you have had earlier on. You take advantage of every opportunity to give so that you can keep receiving. It is what you plant that you harvest. Number three, be committed to a kingdom dream. Have a dream in the kingdom. Lord, as you bless me, I will do this for you. Or you begin where you are. Begin where you are. God will bless you for the kingdom's sake. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. He said, cry yet aloud for my city. Through prosperity shall yet spread abroad. He blesses for the kingdom's sake. So when you are committed to the kingdom, you have committed him to bless you. Haggai chapter 1 tells us that these people are stranded because they are not committed to promoting my kingdom. Have a kingdom dream in your heart you are pursuing financially. You connect to it and then it creates a channel of inflow into your life financially. We see God blessing David that way. First Kings chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. He said, because David, in his heart, believed God to build God a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. Therefore, God said about him, verse 18, that he did as well. Look at that. Thou did as well that it was in the heart. Because it was in his heart, God prospered him. First Chronicles 29, verse 1 to 5. Psalm 132 from verse 1 to 5. Number 4, key to kingdom financial prosperity. Be committed to working in financial integrity. Don't add force to what you are doing. Anything that is shady, remove your hand from it. Anything you cannot do publicly, remove your hand from it. Work in financial integrity. Work in financial integrity. Don't buy something 10 naira and say you bought it 20 naira because you want somebody to know that you're not making any gain in it. No. Work in financial integrity. Don't add to your money what God has not given to you. If you want God to bless you and sustain the blessing. Work in financial uprightness. Psalm 84 verse 11. The Lord will give grace and will give glory. The Lord says, Son and shield will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. 
those who are committed to financial integrity. No good thing. Job 37, 27 from verse 3 to 5. Integrity will position you for financial blessing. Integrity will position you for financial integrity. It's key. It's key. I've seen all manner of Christians, all manner of Christians around me, all manner of believers, lying, will never go straight. No. God only bless those who are straightforward. Is somebody hearing me right now? He only blesses those who are straightforward. Be straightforward. Jeremiah 17, verse 11. Anything you gather that you don't gather right, God's word says it, it shall be scattered. It shall be scattered. So it's important for your sake and for the sake of your children, for the sake of your future generation, be committed to working in financial integrity. Be committed to it. Don't use biro to change figure. Don't use biro to write 20 naira. You see 10 naira there. You add one zero, one, another zero to it and make it 100 naira. No, don't do that. Don't do that. We had one of our account officers many years back in this church. And suddenly something happened and then we sent him away. When he left, somebody got into his, uh, what do you call it? The drawer. And saw some checks he assigned with my signature on them. Account officer in the church. Oh. Is somebody hearing me right now? With my signature. Tried my signature severally. Glory be to God. Severally. God caught up with him. Don't wait for God to catch up with you. You may not like it. Stop it today. Somebody say, living in me. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Work in financial integrity. I have never added this church money to my money in almost 20 years. No. What God has not given to me, I won't take it. I've never carried the church offering to my house once in almost 20 years. No. Whatever God has not given to me is not my own. Somebody say, living in me. Work in financial integrity. The tithe of this church does not come to me. Somebody hearing me right now? Somebody I was on my way home one day and somebody gave me 50,000 naira for the church, not for me. For the church, not for me. And I got home and we needed money. We needed cash that day. Listen to me. I couldn't touch that money. Why? It was not my money. It was not my money. Don't touch what is not yours. We had somebody in this church many years back who was in charge of first-timers, first-timer people. And those times, we used to give them a Coke. <laughs> when the church started, you can't do that now again. We used to give them Coke and uh, a cake. And in fact, this woman was one of, the, one of the leaders of the women. Took the money they gave her, stole it away. That is, he stole the money. Did not refund the money. Work in financial integrity. That's in the church. Oh, no, no, not talk. What happened in the secular in the bank? You know what you have done before you came here? God will have mercy on you. Say loud, amen. amen. Stop it before it stops you. Number five. Be committed to diligence. Be a hard worker. People don't get poor because they are made to be poor. They become poor because they do not work hard. Busy burdening around. 
busy bodying around. The money many of you spend on making calls can be used for something else. Calling those you don't want to call. Hello, how are you today? God bless. I didn't see you in church yesterday. Okay, you came. Oh, you came. What was the clothes you are wearing? Maybe that's what it is. Where were you sitting? Did you eat before you came? But me, I ate too. What did you eat? He tell you what you eat. Okay. Did you finish the food? Spending money on nothing, on things that, that does not matter. You are prudent. Not just that, you are hardworking. You are hardworking. God blesses hard work. He said, whatsoever I do it shall prosper. So you must be doing something for God to prosper you. That's the key. You're working night and day for God to prosper you. Number seven. Or number six. Be committed to being a blessing to others. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2. And number seven. Be committed to divine guidance. God will always guide you to where your blessing is. Don't guide yourself. If you guide yourself, Satan will mess up, mess up your life. Let God guide you continually. Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When is the one guiding? Isaiah 58 verse 11. He said the Lord will guide you continually. I love that. He will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. And make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a water garden. And like a spring of water whose waters fail not. You'll never experience dry season again in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Be committed to divine guidance. Number eight. Be committed to talking right. Well, let me say it this way. First, be committed to thinking right. Thinking right. Be committed to thinking right. You cannot prosper thinking poverty. You can't fill your mind with negative, poor thoughts and expect it to prosper. You think prosperity to prosper. You think wealth to be wealthy. You think rich to be rich. And that's one reason why God's word has been given to you. God's word has been given to you to help to transform your, you from within. Because your prosperity does not begin on the outside, it begins on the inside. John chapter, I mean, sorry, third John 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that may you prosper and be in health, even as thy soul, your mind is prospering. So your prosperity is a function of your mind, prosperity. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So that's the beginning point. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. As you prosper internally, inside, you prosper in every area of your life. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. He said, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So your prosperity begins within you. Within you. You keep God's word there. Psalm chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walketh on the castle of the godly, nor standeth the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2. But his delight is in love of the law. And in his law doth he meditate. He's in the word day and night. Taking the word, taking prosperity. Because God, you can't fill your heart with, with God's word and not think prosperity. It's not possible. It's not possible. You cannot see God in his word. And not see prosperity. Everything about God talks about prosperity. 
From Genesis to Revelation, you see prosperity there. From the Garden of Eden, you see abundance there. Then you get to Revelation and see the street of heaven tarred with gold. Prosperity everywhere. When you fill your mind with the word of God, I can tell you something, you will prosper. I therefore decree every negative mentality you have that have been hindering your prosperity, I destroy them from the root in the name of Jesus Christ. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinking in his heart, so is he. You know what? That, we had, that testimony, I was blessed by that, that, that testimony. That lady said, she, well, I mean, she was not thinking of 10 million naira. If she thought of 10 million, God would give it to her. Because the God of 1 million is the same God of 10 million. And the God of 10 million is the same God of 100 million. God delivers into your hand according to your level of thinking, your level of faith. For according to your faith, it shall be done unto you. She said, okay, let me try one million. She tried one million and God surprised her. This week, you are the next person God will surprise. If you are the one, let your amen be the louder this morning. Let me hear your louder amen to that. That's it. You think prosperity is to prosper. You think prosperity is to prosper. Number nine, be committed to speaking right. It's not enough to think it. You must speak it. You must declare prosperity in the midst of lack. In the midst of poverty, you must declare, I cannot be poor. I am going to be rich. Yes, I am blessed and highly favored. You declare it because the Bible says, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Psalm 81 verse 10. And then we are told from scripture, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And death that love it shall eat the food thereof. Chapter 18 of verse 21. So, anything you want to see in this kingdom, you must say it first to see it. Because God only confirms what you have said, not what you are thinking. God only confirms what you have said, not what you are thinking. You say it to see it. Is somebody hearing me right now? You say it to see it. You declare it. And then God backs it up. Mark chapter 16 verse 20. Acts chapter 14 verse 3. You say it. And then God backs it up with evidence. Chapter 5 of Ecclesiastes verse 6. Quickly. Chapter 5 of Ecclesiastes by 6. What does he say? He says, suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. How do you enter into sin? Just say anything. Just say anything. I'm so rich. I mean, I'm so poor. And nothing is even working. I don't know what's happening to me. Nothing. I mean, you are just saying man of negative things. What is happening? You are bringing yourself under bondage. Suffer not thy mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. No. Don't say it was a mistake. Angel does not know mistake. Anything you say, angel carry them to fruition. They ensure you become a reality. When you say I'm poor, they ensure you become poor. When you say I'm rich, they ensure you become rich. When you say I'm healthy, they ensure you become healthy. Therefore, I decree today, you are blessed. Amen. I say you are blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say, why, why for should God be angry at your voice and destroy the works of your hand? Mind what you say. Only say what you want to see. Only say what you want to see. Chapter 14 of Numbers, verse 28. It says, Say unto them, As truly as I live, as you have spoken in my ears, in my ears, so will I do unto you. That's God speaking there. As you have spoken in my ears, so will I do unto you. As you have spoken in my ears, so will I do unto you. Don't ever say anything is finished again. I decree for somebody here, nothing will finish in your house again. Yeah. I thought I would hear a louder email to that. Yeah. 
I say nothing will finish in your house again. We're coming from my hometown some years back. And there was scarcity of fuel. And we got to a kitty with my driver. And the fuel of the car finished. Glory be to God. In the midst of the bush, we couldn't get fuel to buy. And then the driver said, fuel, fuel. I said, no. There's enough fuel. Amen to Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, there is enough fuel. I said, that fuel, will, that tank will not finish until we get to the place to buy fuel. And ladies and gentlemen, the car carried us to the next city where we eventually bought fuel. For somebody here today, nothing will finish in your hand again. If that word is for you, let your amen be the loudest. That's it. So, say what you want to see and let God back up what you have said. And number 10, quickly, be committed to a life of joy. Don't be a murmurer. Don't complain. Complaining complicates your issue. Don't complain, I don't have. I don't know what is happening to my business now. I go there every day. Nothing is working. I don't know what is happening to my family. I mean, for the past how many years, we have been praying and fasting. They say fast, we fasted. They say anointing oil. We anointed our hair. Uh, the reason it's not working is because of your complaint. That's it. You complain about every issue. You need to be committed to a life of joy. To see the harvest of financial blessing tumble into your life. Be joyful all the time. Even in the midst of lack, glory be to God in the highest, you are rejoicing. Is somebody hearing me right now? In the midst of a red account, you are rejoicing. What you are doing at that time is that you are committing God to bless you. Come on, lift your hand and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God. When this building was under construction, my people will come with some Bill. Oh, we need 10 million error. Oh, we need 5 million error. You know what? I will just laugh. Glory be to God. I was never sad. I will just lie. I will laugh. Glory. I will just rejoice because it takes joy to commit God to open doors of financial increase for you. In Joel chapter 1, verse 12. Joel chapter 1, verse 12. Quickly. Joel chapter 1, verse 12. Hear what God says clearly. Joel 1, verse 12. Can we see that on the screen in one second, please? The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languished. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. Even all the trees of the field, everything withered. Why? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. When you lose your joy, you lose his blessing. When you lose your joy, you shut the door of prosperity to yourself. Murmuring and complain, we shut the door to financial blessing to you. Don't ever complain again. When you get somewhere, all they are doing is complaining. Carry your Bible and go. They will destroy your destiny. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 10, Neither you murmur as they murmured, as they were destroyed of the destroyer. Don't murmur like they murmured. Don't join them to murmur. Don't complain. Don't complain. Complaining will complicate everything about your life. Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. And the people complain. And the Bible says, And the Lord heard them. And the Lord, this word, he killed them. He destroyed them. God hates complainers. God hates complainers. And when the people complain, look at that. 
It displeased the Lord. And the Lord had it. May God not hear your complaint again. He had it and his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the altar which followed the of the car. Hmm. Make sure you choose your friends from today. Don't choose complainers. Don't surround yourself with people who complain. Is somebody hearing me that now? They complain about everything. Complain about the even complain about themselves. I wish I was taller than this. If I was taller, I would have been married. My nose is too is too is too is is not open like the nose of other people. I wish my teeth were properly set. Complain about their teeth. Complain about their eyes. Complain about their head. The head is very big. I wish it was smaller than this. Complain about their legs. I wish the leg was straight, not K leg. Complain about everything. Whatever God has given to you, be thankful. There is a beauty in that. There is a glory in that. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I wish I were working in the bank. Oh, I would not be what I am today. No. Complain about nothing, but give thanks about everything. Is somebody hearing me that time? Celebrate Jesus. And I can tell you something you will never lack. God only blesses those who are full of joy all the time. He dwells in the midst of joy. Psalm 16 verse 11. Thou will show me the path of life. For in thy presence is the fullness of joy. Alive forevermore. God's blessing only resides where there is joy. Quickly. Today is our financial settlement service. How do I enforce financial settlement? Quickly. Understand first and foremost that God is committed to meeting your needs. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. He said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Somebody came here today with a financial need. I stand on this altar today as the prophet of the most high God. And I decree for that person within the next seven days. That need is made supernatural in the name of Jesus. If you are the one, jump on your feet and shout three living amen to that. So shall it be. He said, but my God, please be seated, shall supply all your need. Not some of your need. All your need. All your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 34 verse 10, the young lion, the lack and the suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not want anything good. Our God is committed to settling you financially. Can I tell somebody here? Every financial burden that came with you here today is turned to a financial testimony for you in the name of Jesus. That's it. He settled us. Second Corinthians, second Corinthians 9 verse 8. He said, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always, not sometimes, having all sufficiency in all things, may be able to abound to every good work. I love that. Always, not sometimes. Somebody's here. Today mark the end of lack in your life forever. Today mark the end of insufficiency in your life forever. Today mark the end of I don't have, I don't have in your life again forever. Let me hear your louder amen like thunder. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That is a grace for divine provision. That is a grace for divine supply. And for somebody here today, you are receiving it. That is grace for on-time provision, 
They need the rice provision come. Somebody here, you are jumping to that grace today in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, you are jumping to that provision right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Before you discuss that need with anybody, God will have made that need. How about if you are the one, let your image show you are the one I pray for. That's it. There is nothing you need that God does not know. And is committed to meeting your needs. You know, people think that God is, does not care. No. He cares about you. He cares about you. If he cares about the birds of the air eh, that have no farm, he takes care of them and ensures they are fed night and day. He cares about you. Put your hand on your heart. Say, God cares for me. Say it louder. Say, God cares for me. One more time. Say it louder. Say it a minute. That's a song that we sang many years ago when I was in uh, HS Quarase uh, Polytechnic, running up my program before I entered the university. We we're closing our course that year, and then all the leaders sang a special number. And I was among those leaders sang a special number. What was that song? God really cares. God really cares. God really cares. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. God really cares. God really cares. Really cares. He cares for you. He cares for you. Come on, sing with me now. God really cares. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. Come on, sing with me now. God really cares. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. Oh, God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. I want you to stand on your feet, everybody. You walk up to at least five people and, greet and tell them, sing that song to them. You point to them. Let them know God cares for them. Is somebody hearing me right now? I don't know how you came here today, but you are living here with a change of story in the name of Jesus. Come on, are you ready right now? God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. 
God really cares. He cares for me. He cares for you. Come on, shout hallelujah. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap of him this morning. You know God clear care for you. Please be seated. I need to shut down right now. He cares for you. Understand that. If he cares for the sparrow of the air, the birds of the air, that have no farm, they don't have the kind of life you have, they don't have a spirit, how much more of you? He cares for you. He cares for you to the point that every hair that falls from your head, he number them. All your hair are numbered. Are you hearing me right now? The Bible did not say your hair are counted. They are numbered. There's a difference between being counted and being numbered. If your hair are counted, it can just be maybe one million. But God did not number your hair. That is number one on your, in the middle of your hair. Number two is there. Number three is there. Number four is there. So when you go to the salon and they remove one hair, God said number one has just fallen out. They remove another one and say number ten has just fallen. They remove another one and say that's number one million and ten has just fallen. Each of your hair, they are all counted. He cares for you. That's why I know you can't die before your time. You can't die like a chicken. You can't die like a dog. You are too special to God. Somebody shout it hallelujah. Some people have an impression that nobody cares for them. Who told you that? Human beings may not care for you, but God cares for you. And let me tell you, nobody cares for you like God. Not even your husband. All of you women hearing me right now. Where a man just called and say, you know, I love you, I love you. It's a lie. Amen. There are situations that will come, your husband will run away. But God will never run away from you. He loves you. He loves you to death. Somebody say, living in there. That's why he gave his best. Understand that that will change your story forever. Is somebody hearing me right now? Somebody telling you, I love you. Some of you are not married yet. One young man just come to you and say, you know, I love you. I love you. If I don't see you, my head will just be spiny. I don't even know what's happening to me. My head, my head. I can't sleep without you. You are the sugar in my bread, my tea. You are the butter in my bread. You are the everything to me. I can't, you know, I, when, I do, when I don't see you like this, when I go to the office, all my bread will just be going up and down, up and down, up and down. I won't be able to walk. It's a lie they are telling you. They are just deceiving you ladies. It's a, it's a lie. One of our sisters in school backslid. How did she backslid? Because this was a girl who just got born again. We led her to Christ in FCS many years ago. And then suddenly, we didn't see her in fellowship again. So I went to her, well, sister Fumi, what happened to you? Ah, he said, you know what? The brother I'm going out with, that brother said, he has been sick since I left her. That he said he cannot be sleep again because I've worked out of her life. So I have to go back to her. So she backslid because of that. The last time I saw her, she was serving a life, eh? and she had gone away from Jesus forever. Don't let anybody deceive you. God cares for you. He loves you. That's why I know that whatever need came with you to this service, my God will solve that need. Amen. Come on, sell out that method. So how do I enforce my financial statement? One, decide on the amount you need. You heard earlier on that lady said, one million, and it came. Decide on the amount. Be specific. What is not specific is not dynamic. No, be specific. Lord, I need 100,000 now for so and so. Lord, I need 5 million naira right now for so and so. Lord, I need 10 million naira to inject into my business. You are specific about it. Mark 10, verse 51. 
That blind man came to Jesus and said, what do you want me to do for you? He knew he was blind, but he wanted him to be specific. Number two, ask. Don't assume he knows your need. Ask in faith. Pray, pray your faith. James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. He says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea. Verse 7 now. Hmm? Wave of the sea. He said, let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So, listen. Ask. Ask. Pray. Prayer of faith. He said, ask you shall receive. If you have somebody to agree with you, agree with them. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Number three, believe that you receive. Lay hold on what you have asked for in faith. Lay hold on it by faith. Believe that you receive. And then it will become your portion. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Declare you that you receive it. You pray, you declare it. And then it become a reality. You confess it with your mouth. It becomes a reality. Number four, resist the enemy. Now listen to me. There is nothing God said he has given to you that is not given. It's Satan that is standing between you and that blessing. Satan is the one standing between and that, and that provision. So resist the devil for the provision to come your way. James chapter 4 verse 7. He says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Matthew chapter 18 verse 18. Whatever you bind here and out shall be bound in heaven. Bind the devil. Cast him out of your way. Mark 16 verse 17. It says, this signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devil. Cast out the devil, hindering your access to that money. Or hindering who is holding that money from you. Cast him out. It's important. Cast him out. Say, Satan, I rebuke your hand over that money right now. I ask for one million right, right, right now. Satan, I rebuke your hand over that money right now. I resist you now. Take away from that money. That's what to say. And then he takes time. And then number four, you release the force. Is that number four, number five? Number five. You release the forces of heaven. For your divine provision or your financial settlement. What are we talking about here? You make a demand for angels to bring the money to you. Make a demand. These are things that work. Is somebody hearing me right now? You make a demand for angels to bring the money to you. The church needed about 10 million many years back. Just 10 million. It was a lot of money. How to get we didn't know. And I wrote that money down. Wrote it down. Lord, 10 million right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. I wrote it on the check and placed it on the door of the wardrobe of my room. And placed it in the middle of my Bible at the same time. Very specific and direct. I resisted the devil in that morning. And when the morning will come, if I, you know God is a, is a very humorous God. It came double. One day, they just brought a draft to me of 20 million right, right, right. 20 million right, 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 as against 10 million. Right. 20 million. Early this year, I'm there to do some things. And I say, Lord, I need so amount of money right now. Very specific. Satan, I rebuke your money from, I rebuke your from this morning. Let the money come now. Within 48 hours, a lot came. Somebody say, leave it, amen. Yeah. When we're going to buy all these things you are seeing hanging here, this thing costs us several millions of naira. All these speakers. We're praying for Nathan. And we needed money to get these things because in those days, <laughs> without these things you are seeing here, we have a lot of manner of speakers, hangar, I mean, different places. You'll be hearing, this side will be hearing another thing, this side, another one. I will have finished saying something. 
This person will not hear it. <laughs> there was confusion. One day I was calling somebody's name. He was in front of me like this. He didn't hear me. Because it was still struggling to get to him. I finished saying what I was saying before he had me. He now said, eh? Praise the Lord. And we needed a breakthrough. And I said, Lord, we needed, it was about, I think, 14 million. Fourteen million. And I said, God, we needed this amount of money. I came to this altar here. All right? Somebody say, living him here. I came here on a Thursday. Registered the request. And registered what I'm teaching you right now. And within 24 hours on Friday, I put on my telephone at 10 p.m. A lot. Pop. One million. Pop. Another million. Another million. Another million. Another million. Another million. By Saturday, we went to buy them. If you want to clap for Jesus, go ahead and clap for Jesus. Because you are the next person testifying right now. I said you are the next person testifying right now. You are the next person experiencing the financial provision. You command angels. Psalm 103 verse 20 tells us that. And then finally, you celebrate God for the answer. I love that. You celebrate God. You have heard about it. You are full of joy. As if the money is already in your hand, you are thanking God. Amen. You are rejoicing. Even testifying about it. Somebody say, living amen. Many years ago, one of us here, she was one of the ushers. Very wonderful lady in Toji Street. Somebody promised to give her 10, 000, I mean 100,000 naira. That's a lot of money that time. Oh. A lot of money that time. With the way, with the level of that lady. And you know what? She rejoiced over that 100,000 naira and came to pay the tithe of 100,000 naira. The money has not been given to her yet. Her faith was alive. She believed God to pay the tithe of that 100,000. He paid 10,000 and rejoiced before the Lord. That same week, the money came. You are the next one laugh for a testimony this week. Stand to your feet. You want to clap for the Lord? Go ahead and celebrate Jesus this morning. Now, one minute, lift your two hands, everybody, and bless the Lord because this is your day. Go ahead and give Him praise and give Him glory.